Welcome to a new episode of the Upper Room Church Podcast. Let's join Pastor Johnson as he shares another life-changing message. All right, God bless all of you. We're so grateful uh, to the Lord and for the Lord being in our lives. We so thank you for you that are in our presence, you that are listening by the telecast. We pray that all is well with you and your family on today. Truly, the Lord is good, and he is definitely worthy, worthy to be praised. Well, we're going to get right into our uh, lesson for the day. Uh, I don't know how the Lord is going to lead, whether we're going to be in the preach mode or the teach mode, but however, amen, it's the word of God. So you got your Bibles. If you turn with me to Second uh, Timothy, the third chapter, Second Timothy, the third chapter. So much is going on in our world today. Let's continue to be prayer for brothers and sisters uh, in these last neighbor days that God will continue to watch over us and keep us and guide us and just just be on our side with, as he said he would. Second Timothy, the third chapter, verse number one. And let's see what the Lord is going to say to us today. Using for a subject matter, we get further into our text, you'll see which way we're going. Subject matter, faces in the crowd. Faces in the crowd. That's what we want to talk about. I mean, we're going to talk about two different crowds. And I hope and pray that you see your face in the right crowd. Faces in the crowd. Here he said here in Second Timothy 3 verse 1, he said, This know also that in the last days, earliest times shall come. Y'all see that? This is Paul. Paul prophesied and he preaching to uh, writing to Timothy, his beloved son. And he says, Timothy, in the last days, and I don't know about you all, but I believe in my spirit and my soul deeply that we are definitely living in the last day. When you and I, when we look at what's going on, what's happening in our world, we have to come to a conclusion that we are living in the last days. Look around. Last Sunday, remember, we talked about that. The writing is on the wall. And so as we look around, uh, you and I, we can see, I can see, and I believe in my heart as we see things progressing and going the way it's going, that we are, as Paul is saying here, uh, living in the last day. He said, there shall uh, this new also that in the last days, perilous time, what do you mean? Dangerous time, uh, 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 different the time that we're living in them, perilous time shall come. Listen at what's going to be happening in these last days, uh, in these last days that uh, Paul is talking about. Verse 2 says, for men shall be what? Lovers of their own self. Never, never before have we can testify and say we can see that. That people are more in love with themselves today than they are in love with God. He said, men shall be lovers of their own self. Covetous. Y'all see that? People want everything that you got and others got. Don't want to go out and work for themselves, but they want your thing. That's why all the robbing is going on. We can't lay down at night without somebody being shot, somebody being robbed, something is being broken in. Brothers and sisters, pearliest times are here. And, and the thing about it is, it's going to get worse. Somebody said, when things going to return to the good old days? It's not going to return. It's going to get worse and worse and worse. And it's leading up to the coming of our Lord. That's what we have to understand if we read our Bibles. So he said, men shall be lovers of what? Their own selves. Don't love God. Don't love their children. Don't love their family. Love their selves. Covetous. Boasters. Proud. Blasphemers. Disobedient to parents, unthankful and unholy. That's right there. Right, that's that's where we are right now in these last and evil days. People are so. Or have you ever seen people that are so unthankful, so ungrateful uh, to to God and to what you can do something for folks and they don't think it's no more than y'all to do. Are y'all listening to me? Well, you ought to do that. You know what I've learned a long time ago? Uh, don't nobody owe you anything. Nobody owe you nothing. Uh, now, uh, 
my mom used to tell us that. Don't nobody owe you nothing, but she owed me love. She, I brought you into the world. I'm going to take care. Don't nobody owe you nothing but your parents. And they took care of you. They brought you in the world, raised you, seen to school. And uh, it was her job to see about me. But the people around us, they don't owe us anything. And we got to walk and live in this world that way. My neighbors, whoever I work with, people that I meet, they don't owe me nothing. Don't owe me anything. And I don't look for nothing. If they are kind to me, praise the Lord. If, if they are mean, I, I understand. I understand the kind of world we're living in. And so he said, uh, men shall be lovers of their own selves, uh, proud. And he said, and, and they're definitely that. Blasphemers, that means they'll quickly speak against God. Folks, I'll tell you right now, I don't want to hear about that God stuff. Don't, I don't tell me about the Lord. I don't want to hear about that. Blasphemers. And, and look what he said about our children. Disobedient to the parents. Oh, we live, we are living this out right now, what Paul was talking to Timothy about. Disobedient to parents. Children will not obey their parents. Parents are obeying the children. This is the day and time that we're living in. And it's leading up to the coming of the Lord. Children tell the parents what to do. Oh, we got this thing all backwards, brothers and sisters. It's all backwards. Aren't we supposed to raise our children? I thought we were supposed to guide them and point them in the right direction. The Bible said, train them up. Train up a child. What? In the way that he should go. And when they get old, we won't depart. But no, we, we're not doing that. We're letting them, children raising children and children raising parents. and it, It's just all messed up. But, it, but we were told this in advance by the apostle Paul. All right. He said, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, Unthankful, y'all don't know nobody like that, do you? Unthankful, this is the day and time we're living in. Uh, unholy, nobody wants to do the right thing anymore. We have, we we we've been out of church so long. As I said before, I said again, we all we just some backslidden, and we just need to come back to the altar and say, Lord, forgive me. Lord, forgive me of my sins and give me a fresh start. And, uh, and so this is what he's saying. They're unholy, unthankful, and without natural uh, natural affection. Y'all see that? Truth breakers. Ain't nobody going to do the right thing no more. False accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good. Y'all see that? Traitors. People, will they'll, they'll give you up. Heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God. Now, look at verse 5. He said, having a form of godliness. Now, not to say that they, they have a form of God, what Paul is saying here. Oh, they call themselves Christians. They call themselves a child of God. But he said, but denying the power thereof. So they, when it comes down to the word of God and the things of God, they actually deny the works of God. Let me read it to you in the Living Bible. It breaks it down real plain, what we just went over. Check this out. In the Living Bible, it said, you may as well know this too, Timothy, that in the last day, it's going to be very difficult to be a Christian. So that's what he told. He said, in the last days, he said, plenty times shall come. And so the Living Bible said, Timothy, in the last day, it's going to be difficult to be a child of God, a Christian. And it is because nobody wants to be a Christian in these last days. That's where we are. That's where we are. And that's why our family, our children, and our society, our world is going. Nobody wants to be a Christian. It goes on. Look, chicken, check out what he said. Check this out. He said in the last days it's going to be difficult to be a Christian for people will love only themselves and their money. Yeah, y'all see that? This is where we are. People only love themselves and their money and they will be proud and they will be boastful. Yeah, brag on themselves and they will snur at God. People that people that serving God, when you talk about God, they're just you know how people look at you and do do little that little smirk. Hmm. That's what we are in the last days. We talk about God. Hmm. That's what they're gonna do. Hmm. And they're gonna snur. They're gonna make that noise at you when you go to church. Hmm. He going to church now. Hmm. I don't know where he going to church this morning for. He got up. He going to church. Hmm. That's what the, that's what we are. 
He said, in the last days, people will love themselves more and their money, and they will be, be proud and boastful and snoring at God, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful to them, ungrateful to their parents. Y'all see that? And and then it said, ungrateful to the parents, and it said, and thoroughly bad in the last days. That's where we are. It's going to be thoroughly bad. Our children and our society, they're going to be ungrateful to God and thoroughly bad. All of us can testify to that. Boy, there's some bad rascals on my street. I know some bad ones on your street too. God said they're going to be thoroughly bad. Let me finish reading it. Check this out. Thoroughly bad. They will be hard-headed. Oh, my goodness. Y'all see that? Y'all might need to invest in your living Bible, something to break it down a little bit easier. King James did good, but some of the other versions breaks it on down and just come on down, right down the right lane. He said, they will be, they will be hard-headed. All this shit stuff going on. Shooting children, they shoot up in apartments. Got up this morning, they had this shooting. I told us, I said, they had another shooting over there at Pepper Tree apartment. Shot up, shot the, through there and shot the parent and shot the kid. And just people, they just don't care. Bullets don't have eyes, and 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 and, and, and you know, don't have certain targets, and they, they hit anything. And so it's just terrible. So they're hard headed. Then it said they just be hard headed and never give in to others. They will be constantly liars, constantly liars and troublemakers. That's what we are, and we'll think nothing of immor- immoral immorality. Morality is just going out the window. Who can buy killing about morals anymore? So they won't think anything about immorality. So that's what we are. Come, folks, look in you right in your face, straight in your face, and lie. That's terrible. When they can look you in the eyeballs, eye to eye, and won't crack a smile and lie. That's the society that we're living in now. That's why he said they'll be incontinent. They ain't have no country. And no, 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 notice that verse right there where it said, uh, here he said uh, in verse three, he said, without natural affection, truth breaker, false cues, incontinent, they ain't got no conscience, conscience at all. And we're gonna get down into it and explain it a little bit better. Okay, follow along with me. they they shall be uh uh constant liars, troublemakers, and will think nothing of immorality, they will be rough. And cruel and snarl at those who are trying to be good. You trying to do the right thing. They'll look down on you for trying to do the right thing. They will betray their friends. They will be hot-headed, puffed up with pride, and they will prefer good times rather than than God. All right. Then he goes on to say they will they will go to church. Verse five. You know, that way it said they will have a form of God. They will go to church, yes, but they won't really believe anything that they hear. Y'all hear that? They go to church, seven church all day long, preacher, preach, choir, sing, and everything, but they don't believe nothing that they hear. Y'all don't know anybody like that, do you? They will go to church, yes, but they won't really believe anything they hear. Don't be taken in by people like that. And so the thing about it, brothers and sisters, Let's not let the devil fool us. Let's not let the devil fool us. Now, this is a crowd of people that we definitely don't want to find ourselves in. Don't be in this crowd, the hard-headed crowd, the, the hot-headed crowd, the disobedient crowd, the unthankful crowd. Every day I wake up in the morning, I'll be so thankful. When my eyes come open, I just say, Lord, I thank you for letting me see another day. I mean, a day that I didn't see before. I, I, I'm so, when I, I was so happy this morning, I was telling Sister John, I just feel so happy in my soul and in my spirit. I don't know, I just feel good about everything that God ever done for me. Ain't good about the things that he ever done because he's done so much for us and for his people. And so uh, we, Paul is encouraging Timothy that in the last day, is time, Dangerous time. It's going to be rough in these last days. Uh, the last days, including the entire Christian era, Paul prophesied through the Holy Spirit 
the thing will be worse. The thing will become worse at the end approach. As the end approach, thing will become worse. The last day will be marked by ever-increasing wickedness in this world and the collapse of moral standards and the multiplying of false believers and churches within the kingdom of God. Paul urges, he, he issued this warning in order to fortify those ministers and those churches who remain loyal to Christ and his revelation. The fulfilled blessing of salvation in Christ and the mighty outpouring of the Holy Spirit will still be available for those that remain true to the teaching of Jesus Christ. So we're living in the last days, brothers and sisters. Two with me, I'm going just a little bit further. I ain't going to hold you long this morning. Uh, Timothy, the first chapter. This is Second Timothy. Turn to First Timothy. Paul continues to encourage our hearts. First Timothy, the fourth chapter. Check this out. First Timothy, the fourth chapter, verse one. Check this out. Now the Spirit speaketh expressly, this loudly, that in a lot of time, our time, the last days, some shall depart from the faith. Now this is the crowd that we don't want to find ourselves in. He says, some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. We got to be very, very careful. Because in the last days, they're going to be seducing spirit. They're going to be people to tell you, it don't take all that to be saved. You don't have to do all that. God wants you to enjoy yourself. And yes, do. But there's a way to do it. So he said, in the last day, they're going to be what? Some should have depart or departed. They're going to be a great falling away, a great forsaken of the church before the coming of our Lord and Jesus, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Before he returned, a lot of folks just going to leave. They don't know why they're leaving, but we know why they're leaving because it's right here in the Word. It said, it said right here, that in the latter time, some shall depart from the faith. Are, are we still in the faith here? Are, are people, a Christian, child of God, saying, are we still in the faith? I thank God I haven't left yet, and I have no intention of leaving. I love the life I live. Anybody love God? I love the life I live. All right. I will listen the other day. Uh, a, a song, uh, a, a man was saying a song. He said, I love the life I live. And he said, uh, he thanked God for letting him stay here uh, as long as he did. And he said, he feel like, I feel like I got so much to give, so much more that I can give. And he said, I love the life I live. Now, check this out. He said, they shall depart from the faith, giving heed, very important that we don't do this, giving heed to seducing, seducing. Somebody says seducing. That's a terrible spirit. A, a spirit that want to take you over, turn you around and just upset you and change you, seduce you. You know, we don't want to, you, you've seen movies about uh, a seduction. So they're a seduction, uh, seducing spirit. Spirits that want to just uh, uh, take advantage of us. And doctrine, that's teaching. Teaching. There's a lot of teaching in the land today. Doctrines and teachings of what he said, devils. You call it like it is. Don't be ashamed to say it. No, that's that's what's going on with us as the people today. They, their shame is said. They, 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 they want to be Mr. Nice Guy. Just call it like it is. Doctrine of devils. False teaching. The devil got a lot of teaching out there. Uh, uh, you know, things is out there. They're just trying to uh, uh, throw us off and cause all of us to go astray. The doctrine of devils. I'm going to read it to you in the living Bible. Break this down. Verse 2 says, check this out. Uh, speaking lies and hypo hypocrisy. Having their conscience seared with a hot iron. Y'all see that? You know what Paul is saying right here? Having a country seared with a hot iron. I thank God uh, for, for Jesus. What he's saying right here in verse 2, we live in a day and time, people that have a conscience. Anybody got a conscience? Conscious seared with a hot iron. In other words, they ain't got no conscience. Their conscience has been seared, and they can look you in the face and just tell a bald-faced lie. 
their conscience is serious. Whatever they say, it don't bother them. And they, they, they can be lying and know they lying. But it don't bother them. The conscience is serious. And this, this is that, this is where we are today. And uh, the conscience is seared in verse 3 says, forbid, forbidden to marry, which is an honorable thing. Oh, you ain't got to get married. Just go and shack up. Just live together. Just get you a man. Just get you a man. You get you a woman. Just don't worry about that. Look you straight in the face. Oh, it'll be all right. It'll be all right. God know you need somebody. Conscious seared with a hot iron. Just, just lie. Straight face lie. Knowing and leading your strength. Marriage is always good. It's always honorable. Uh, the, the, the Bible marriage, not not man marriage, man, the marriage that man has said, not that marriage, uh, the, the marriage that God talks about, the marriage that's in the Bible, the marriage between a man and a woman, this is God's marriage. They, they forbidden that. You live in that town now, you, you can marry almost anything, man, can marry his dog. I mean, people, people just going wild now. You, you love your horse. You love your whatever it is. You yo yo you swallow out and call it a marriage, but so we know we know better than all that, right? Because we in God and we in God to stay and we thank God for his word. And nothing a marriage but what God said a marriage is. Isn't it right? I don't care how how left man go, you know, we we not going with him. Just you go by yourself. Is is whatever God said, that's that's the way it is. And so we're living in a day and time that we're, we're living in some dangerous times and times where these spirits out here are seducing us and changing us into what they want us to become. Now, let me read the Living Bible to you in, in uh, uh, I mean, uh, this right here in the Living Bible, how Paul breaks this down. Uh, chapter 4, the Living Bible. Check this out. He said, but the, but the Holy Spirit tells us clearly that in the last time, some in the church will turn away from Christ and become eager followers of teachers with devil-inspired ideals. In the last day, some will leave the church and be eager followers of teachers with devil-inspired ideals. And, and you have to be careful. There's a lot of inspired Leaders who are inspired by the devil and they have great ideals. Yeah. And what what's going to throw the people off is because these teachers are well-known, they're renowned, they're smart, they're intelligent, they're educated, and they they looked upon as uh, great men of God who teach the word and, and they have favor with people and people are going to believe in them. But remember what the Lord said. They, 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 they're, they're what? They're wolves wrapped up in sheep clothing. You know, if the wolf came like a wolf, you know, we'll be ready for him, right? But they don't come that way. If, if you see a wolf, you go wrong. But but in the last days, the devil, the devil is a, a, a master of uh, of disguises and deception, and he won't come like the devil. He gonna dress up with a suit and a tie, clean cut, bow tie. Oh man, he gonna he gonna look like the real deal. But we all know by the word of God and what we read that he's a devil wrapped up in sheep clothing. And you you got to be able to discern that and see through that and know that there ain't nothing but a devil. Nothing but a devil. Oh, God, God knows. God loves everybody, and he loves everything that he made. God do love everybody, and he loves what he made, but he ain't that loving. He, he won't damn your soul to hell. If you don't do the right thing, it's just like a father and a parent. You know, you love your child, but don't love that much if he needs that spanking, or she needs that spanking, and you won't give it to him. God is not like that. He gave us his word, and he really... Mean for us to obey it, but check this out. Let's read further. He said, In the last days, uh, people will leave the church and turn away from Christ and become eager followers of teachers with uh, devil inspired ideas. Verse 2 said, Their teacher will tell us lies with a straight face and do it so often that their conscience often uh, uh, neither follow them. 
the country will never, ever follow them. They, they lie so much. That's something to think about. That's something to think about. This is a time that we're living in. In verse 3, he goes on and say, they will say, they will say it is wrong to be married and wrong to eat meat and things that God has uh, taught us that is well taught Christian to enjoy. Okay, so what he's saying right here, in the last day, people are gonna people are gonna be calling wrong right and right wrong. That's what we are. It, it always was wrong, but now they say it's right. And you know what I'm saying? That's what we are. And so uh this is a crowd that we want to make sure we don't find ourselves in that crowd. Calling wrong right and right wrong. Yeah, we know what's right, but they say, oh, that's wrong, that's wrong. You don't have to do that no more. All yeah. oh, oh, that's been uh, debunked. <laughs> it's been debunked. We have checked it out. The facts checker, they have checked it out. It's been debunked. That ain't, that ain't the way it is. Yeah, watch the devil. They're smart now. They're smart and they pull some words on you too. It's been debunked. Oh, I supposed to believe that. Uh, it's been debunked. Who debunked it? Who the fact checker? We need to fact check the fact checker. <laughs> Y'all hear what I'm saying? Let's fact check the fact checker with the word of God. So let's make sure we are not in this particular crowd in these last and evil days. Come on, let's go just a little bit further. Come with me to the book of uh, Thessalonians. Thessalonians. Second Thessalonians, the uh, second chapter. Paul is continuing to teach here. From the faces in the crowd. Now, this is this is one crowd we want to make sure our face is not in that crowd. Second Thessalonians, uh, the second chapter. When I read this particular verse, I'm gonna get down to it, show you what it was. I, I I thank God for clarity, and I thank God today for understanding of His Word. At one time, I didn't understand what He meant about that, but we, we, we let's take a look at uh, the second chapter. Y'all there? Look at verse number two. He said, now we beseech you, brethren, by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and by our gathering together that you be not soon shaken in mind. Now, this is very important here. That you be not soon shaken in mind. Don't let what's going on in our world shake you up. Don't let it fool you. Don't let it buff you. Don't let it make you think that you're you are really wrong because you're not with it. Yeah. No, no, I, I never get with it. Not with them anyway. We just stay with God, brothers and sisters. But Paul is encouraging us. He's don't be don't be so shaken in mind. So many folks in mind, mind so shake shook up about what they seen and what they heard and what's going on, soon shaken in mind. Or, no, he said, or trouble. Don't, don't let anything trouble. You remember Jesus said, let not what? Your heart be trouble. Don't, don't let what's going on in this world trouble your, your heart, your mind. Don't let it do that. Yeah. It's going to get worse and worse before Jesus appear. And, and we need to understand that. And it won't get better. The good old days are gone. If they was good, they're gone. The only thing good is the word of God and God's people. He said, uh, don't be troubled, nor by spirit. Don't let it, no, don't be troubled by spirit. There's a lot of spirits out there. Don't let those spirits trouble you. Nor by word. If you uh, hear a word, Preacher can preach a word, or they can preach a word in their sermon. Don't let that word trouble you, especially if it's not the word of the Lord. I'm not going to let what man say trouble me. We have to understand that. Don't let what uh, these folks said, don't let what Dr. Fauci say trouble you. Well, we need to follow the signs. We need to follow God. We need to follow God. I don't care if he's a world doctor, the world scientist. Don't let these folks trouble you with their words. We need to follow God. Y'all follow what I'm saying? He said, don't be troubled by, uh, in your mind, in your spirit, uh, by, all by word, nor by letter. You get a letter in the mail. 
If you can let in the mail, the mail in the sand a certain thing, don't be troubled by that. In other words, God's people are supposed to be at peace. I, I can't live in this world without peace. I don't want to be in this world without peace. She was saying, my peace I leave with you, and my peace I give unto you. Not like the world give unto you. No, I don't want that kind of peace. I thank God for the peace of God. I can lay down at night and go to sleep with, and have a peace of mind. Not the peace that the world give, but we have to be at peace. We can't be all, uh, uh, you know, just hysterical, just crazy. Don't know what's going to happen. All toe up. All shook them. We just nervous and panicking. God don't want us to be that way. But he wants to have peace of mind. So this is what Paul is bringing to the uh, Thessalonians, these saints right here. He said, I want you all to have peace of mind. Don't be troubled. Don't worry about what's going on. God has always provided, and he has always taken care of his own. Y'all follow what I'm saying? He never left us alone. We, it may seem like we're alone, but God has never, ever left me alone. Sometimes we look around and we may not see God, but I'm telling you, he's there. He's there. He's, he's on the scene. God will not leave us. He said, I'll never leave you. Didn't he say that? And I won't forsake you. He, so don't let the devil tell you, God don't left y'all. God left y'all. No, he hasn't. He'll never leave us. Never. Now, he said, all right, no, by word, by letter, uh, as from us, as that the day of Christ is at hand. We, we need to understand that the day of Christ is at hand. Now, verse number three says, he said, now let no man deceive you by any means. Now, this is very, very important right here. Let no man deceive you by any means. It was man, the devil, whoever it might be, a woman, don't let nobody fool you because we're living in their time. This is one of the, the, the greatest trademarks that Satan has is deception. I'm going to fool them saints. I'm going to fool the Christian. I'm going to trick them out of their salvation. I'm going to trick them out of God. And you, the devil got all kind of ways of, that he, he he uses to, to try to deceive us and trick us out of God. But you remember, Paul said, "We are not what ignorant of Satan devices. Let Satan should get a, an advantage of us. We are not ignorant. You got to know his tricks. You got to know what he do, and he's good at what he does." You know, what I'm saying? I mean, this this guy is good. He is real good. I mean, he is smooth as butter. But God Almighty got him covered. Amen, somebody? God got him covered. You stay with the Lord, you stay in God, You God got you covered. It don't matter how smart he is, how crafty he is, God got us covered. So he said, let no man, what, deceive you. Don't let, don't let the devil fool you now. Uh, by in me, for, for that day shall not come. What day the day of the Lord? Except there come a falling away first. Now, I understand that. You understand it clearly that before the Lord come, the church, our churches are already there. They're not full. They're, uh, a lot of folks have already left. There, there already has been a departure. Folks already had departed. I was listening to the news one day, and they were saying that there, there, there's a lot of cities in the United States that people are departing from. They said uh, California is one city that a lot of people are departing California, going to other cities because of taxes and everything so high. Then they were saying also that there have been a great exodus from the city, New York. New York is another city that people are exiting New York, moving to other places because taxes are so high. A great exodus from those cities and others. Well, let's take a look at the church. There had been an exodus in the church. It's happening right now, right before our faith. People are departing. Well, where are you going? Home? Nowhere? Just at, to the house? Out of God? Leaving God? But we were warned by the apostle that in the last days these things were going to be so. So he said, he said, I want you to understand that in the last days there shall come a falling away first, and that man of sin shall be uh, revealed. 
And we know the man of sin who is the devil, the Antichrist, the mark of the beast, the 666, all this stuff is going to be revealed. The son of perdition is going to be revealed. Everything is shaping up. Everything is shaping up and adding up to the coming of the Lord. Look, the mark of the beast, the Antichrist, brothers and sisters, everything is lining up. It's lining up. It's lining up for the Antichrist to come in and the mark of the beast. And we don't even know it. Those that don't know God don't even know it. But check this out. We're going to read further. Verse 4 said, who opposed this, this, this uh, 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 son of perdition, the Antichrist, who opposed and exhort himself above all that is called God? And check this out. Not only he opposes, I want to look at verse 4 real clearly now. He said, Who opposes? Y'all see that? I want you to understand that the devil, he opposes God. If he opposes God, he opposes you and I. The devil don't like you. Don't you think for one moment that he care about you? The devil don't care about me. He don't care about nobody. Well, mess you up cause you to lose your soul. That's his game. That's his intention. That's his whole purpose. How can I turn Thomas around? I'm tired of him. Warning people and telling people that they need to serve God. He opposes God. Who opposes and exalted himself above all that is called God or that is worshipped. Now check this out. Or that is worshipped so that he as let me get it right. So that he is God, sitting in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. So in the last day when the Antichrist come and set everything up, he opposed God and he's going to set up everything and he's going to sit in the temple and he's going to cause people to worship him as God. But we know that he's not God. And everybody that won't worship him, you're going to be killed or destroyed because you refuse to take the mark. The devil, the de this is what the devil wants. People to worship him and not God Almighty. Showing that he himself is God. But we know, thank God, the devil will never be like our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Verse number five said, remember, remember ye not that when I was yet with you, I told you these things. So Paul says to the North Thessalonians, now when I was with you, I told you what the end time was going to be like. That the devil was going to come in. He was going to betray himself as God. Try to get people to worship him as God. I told you these things when I was with you. You remember? Paul said, remember ye not? That when I was yet with you, I told you these things. And verse 6 said, and now ye know uh, what, uh, now ye know what withhold it that he might be revealed in his time. So God was just holding him back so he can be revealed in his time. He will pop up in the right time, in his season. He will be revealed. And verse 7 says, For the mystery of iniquity do already work. Now let's pause right there. I read this over and over and over time before early in my ministry and I really didn't understand I really didn't understand what was going on, what Paul was saying in verse 7. The mystery of iniquity. Somebody said the mystery of iniquity. This is a game. This is a game. The mystery of iniquity is a, is a game. It's, it's, it's a planned scheme. It's a plot. It's a plot. And Paul said this, this mystery of iniquity already worked. He said for the mystery of iniquity do already work, only he who now let it, will let until he be taken out of the way. Now, when I read that and broke that down, I'm going to read it to you in, uh, uh, in, 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 in my footnotes in, 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 in translation here. The mystery of iniquity, do it already. It said, the mystery of iniquity is a secret or a behind the scene uh, activity of evil power Throughout the course of human history, preparing the way for apostasy and the man of sin. So the, the mystery of iniquity is a secret. I want you to know, behind the scene scheme, they plotting it, setting everything up. Setting everything up for the Antichrist to come. We don't know about it. We're too busy going to work every day. We're too busy trying to take care of our family. But behind the scene, there's a there's a plot, a secret society setting everything up for the Antichrist to come and rule. 
and do what he do. Me and you at night sleeping. They sitting together planning on how to get everything set up and in place for this devil to do what he do when he come on the scene. Y'all follow what I'm saying? The, the mystery of iniquity. It's working right now. Y'all think the government is all good? The mystery of iniquity is all up in there setting everything up to mess you up. To mess the church folks up. To mess God people up. All right. This is one crowd that we don't want to find ourselves in. All right, I'm almost done, but check this out right here. One thing about it, now, now I got two scriptures I'm going to let you, after that I'm going to let you go. Turn to the book of St. Luke. The book of St. Luke. Faces in the crowd. This is the crowd we don't want to find our face in. I don't want to be in that crowd. I won't be in that crowd. The mystery of iniquity. They're setting up to destroy our children. They're setting up to offset our children. They're setting up to uh, indoctrinate our children. Send them off to school. Send them off to college. When they come back, they're going to be crazy. Because they're indoctrinating them with all this damnable stuff. They go off, believe in God, come back. Now they don't want to be a Christian. They, they, just, they just lose everything. And, and it's all started with a lot of this crazy, uh, erroneous teaching started in school. That's the best way to get your children in school. Yeah. A lot of our elected officials today, they are so crazy because when they were in school, in college, they were indoctrinized by these crazy professors and gave them all these crazy ideals. And now they are politicians and leaders and they're crazy. And they want to change our world into a world that they wanted to become. With these crazy ideals that they was indoctrinated when they was in school. All right. It takes God to be in a child and go to school and come out and still believe in the Bible and still believe in the parent. Because, see, what the school's going to do, these professors, they're going to turn, first of all, they're going to teach your children. They're going to tell your children that your parents crazy and they don't know what they're talking about. And, and, and they know what's best. And then they're going to indoctrinate them. So it's going to make us look ignorant and stupid. And they're going to poison their minds with their doctrine. Mm -hmm. Now follow me. All right, let's go a little further. I'll talk to you further about that. I know a little something about that I want to talk to you about. But all these old crazy folks up there in Washington, and they just, they've been indoctrinated by professors and scholars that was in their day and time. And they're they crazy, and that's why they talk so crazy. All right. All right, now look at St. Luke, the 19th chapter. Did I give you that? St. Luke's 19th chapter. Let's see. All right, St. Luke, the 19th chapter, and let's take a look at verse number 30, 37. Now, now, now the Lord is talking right here. This is about Jesus' triumph of interest, interest uh, to Jerusalem coming in and how the people are just praising him. Although how, no matter how bad things are, no matter how bad things uh, might become during uh, our wait for the coming of the Lord, let us not lose heart, let us not be weary, because God has something to say about it. Check this out in verse number 37. And, and, when, and when, when he was come nigh, even now at the uh, descent of the Mount of Olives, the whole multitude of the disciples began to rejoice and praise God with a loud voice for all the mighty works that they had seen. They're just praising God. Oh, I thank you. You've done so much. You, son, you raised the dead. You healed the sick. All the mighty works that Jesus ever done, the disciples just praising God, praising God for what the Lord has done. You know, and you can just be, it, it is right to praise God. It is right to be thankful for what God has done. Whatever he's doing in your life right now, you ought to be thankful for. And this is what the disciple was doing. For all the mighty works that they had seen, verse 38 said, saying, Blessed be the king that cometh in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest. That's giving God all the adoration and praise him. Verse 39, check this out. And some of the Pharisees, check these fellows out right here. Some of the Pharisees, we still, they still with us today. 
Some of the Pharisees from among the multitude said unto him, said unto him, Master, rebuke thy disciple. So here are the disciples that praising God for the mighty works that they seen, and praising God for all the glory and everything that He done. And the Pharisees they say, Master, rebuke your disciple. Stop them from praising God. Stop them from giving God the glory and the honor. And this is the scheme, the mystery of iniquity is working right here, trying to stop God's people from giving God praise. So whatever you go through in life, don't you ever stop giving God all the praise and all the glory. Never the devil. I'll never stop giving God glory. Never stop giving him praise. That's what the devil wants you to do. Master. Master, they, they, they slick, see, they try to fool you, but Jesus can see their hearts. See, they're trying to, see, the devil is a master of deception and seduction, but they're trying to all throw Jesus with these slick words. Master, Jesus can see right through them. You devil, you don't really mean that. You just saying that. Master, they don't, they didn't really see him as their master, not the Pharisees. No, they were no good rotten to the core. They're trying to get him stoned. They're trying to get him killed before his time. But they come up, master, you be careful folk come up to you praising you, telling you how, how nice you are, how good you are. They, they, they might be want something out of you. Watch those folks. They're trying to get something from you. And so here these Pharisees say, master, rebuke thy disciples. Note what Jesus said in verse 4. And he answered and said unto them, I tell you, tell you that. If these hold their peace, the stone would immediately cry out. In other words, God said, if you stop these people from praising God, if you stop the people from giving God the glory and the honor, these stones, these rocks right here, they'll cry out and start praising me. God deserves glory. God deserves praise. And he's going to get his praise. Whether the people do it or he's in these stones to start crying out. I don't know about you. I don't want no rocks crying out for me. I don't need a rock crying out for me. I tell God, thank you. I tell Lord, Lord, I praise you. Waking me up this morning. You know, a stone don't got to do my part. I got it. I got that part covered. But the devil don't want you to do it. Those old Pharisee, the low-down rascals, master, stop them. Stop them, master. Rebuke them, master. You're like, Jesus, going to go, all right, Peter, now y'all calm down. Calm down. Stop doing all this. Stop giving God glory. Stop giving God praise, Peter. All right, Philip. Philip, calm down. Philip, he just shouts. Calm down, Philip. No. You got to give God praise. Give God glory. Give God honor. Thank God. And the more you thank him, the more he'll bless you. The devil got it all twisted up. The devil know that. He know that now. Don't you think he don't know that? God works some things out for you. You keep on giving him praise. He's going to keep on working things out for you. But the devil wants you to stop it. You know what that song you said when the, when the praises go up? They said the blessing come down. The devil don't want to go up, y'all. We can't, we, can, we can't stop praising him. I just can't stop praising him. So he, the Lord said, he, he said, they said, Lord, master, rebuke your disciple. And Jesus, said, I, and Jesus answered and said unto them, I tell you that. If these should hold their peace, the stones would immediately cry out. God, God spoke the word, and I, I'm telling you, God gonna receive praise. God gonna have somebody, somebody gonna give God the glory. If you you decide that you're not gonna do it, somebody gonna give God the glory. Somebody gonna give God some praise. I don't know. I don't know about you, but I I I, I got my part. I can do my part. I can do my part. And so this is the crowd that we don't want to find ourselves in, the quiet crowd, the one that don't want to uh, give God praise, and, and but the old Pharisees. That's the, that's the crowd that you don't want to see your face in. But here's the crowd I want you, here's the crowd that uh, I want to talk about. Check this crowd right here in the book of Revelation. No matter how bad things get in life, don't you let this stuff get you down. Always give God glory. Always give him praise. Amen, somebody. Check this out right here. Revelation, the seventh chapter. Turn over to the back of the back of the Bible. I'm, I'm, I'm done. I'm going to let you go with this right here. Faces, faces, 
in the crowd. Faces in the crowd. Revelation, the seventh chapter. And verse number nine. After this, I beheld and lo a great multitude which no man could number of all nations and kindred and people and tongue. They stood before the throne and before the lamb clothed with white robe and palms in their hand and cried with a loud voice saying salvation to our God which sitteth upon the throne and unto the lamb. So this is a crowd that John saw. John saw after he saw the 144,000 that was sealed of the tribe of, of, of Israel. When he saw these 12 tribes uh, uh, got there, 12,000 here, 12,000 there, 12,000 equal up to 144. John saw another crowd. He said a number that no man could number coming up. Never fought the Lord, and they had on white robes, and amen, had palms in their hand, ready to give God glory and pray. This is the crowd that we want to be in. I don't know about you, brothers and sisters, but can you see yourself in this number? Can you see yourself in that crowd? That's the question today. Do you see yourself in this crowd? In the number that John said, so we say that, we say that, when the saints go marching in, oh, Lord, I want to be in that number. Can you see yourself in that crowd? This is, I, I don't know about you, but I can see myself when John, God gave John that revelation. He saw this number that no man could number. I declare the day John saw me. Can y'all say amen, somebody? Did he see you in that crowd? I don't know about you, brother, but I want to be in that number that John said he saw. Can you say amen, somebody? I know I'm in that crowd. There go Thomas, y'all. Hey, you right there. There go Jackie. There go Obi. There go Mother Cody. We in the right crowd. Faces in the crowd. Faces in the crowd. That's the crowd we in. In the crowd that John, that number that John said he saw, that no man could number. What crowd are you in? I'm in the crowd. I'm in the number that John said he saw. Brother and sister, Faces in the crowd. That's what we are. I don't know you, but I don't know about you, but I can see myself in there. I'm in that crowd. Yeah, I'm, I'm right in the middle of there. I never forget a long time ago when I was a little boy in the church. We had an old man. I'm, I'm closing. He used to preach to us, and uh, and he always said, he said, God, you know, we sang the song. Uh, oh, when the saints go marching in, Lord, I want to be in that number. He said, he came to church that that Sunday night. He preached, and he said, God showed me. He was an old guy, about eighty something, and he preached real slow. He said, God showed me my number. He was shaking his face, shaking. You know, you know. It just, I mean, he was just he just real serious. He said, God showed me my number. Oh man, I was intense, and I was listening, and uh, and I was waiting for him to say what his number. Was. He said, God showed me my number. So what's your number? He said, God said, number one. <laughs> I said, all right then. All of us that make it in, all of us going to be number one. If you make it in that crowd, you number one. I thank God for the number that John said he saw. Faces in the crowd. Give the Lord a hand praise. I'm done. I hope I said something encouraged your heart on today. Truly, God is good. And we definitely want to be in that number that John said he saw. Amen. God bless you. Thanks, Pastor Johnson, for another amazing message. Make sure to join us next week for an all-new episode of the Upper Room Church Podcast. Until then, remember, encounter Jesus, echo hope, and dwell in love.